when I am really interested in something, I, I get super focused on that. And I would hear the underground hovering across the line. I would mimic that sound. I think in pictures, I don't think in language. What you probably don't know is that my brain is different than yours because I'm autistic. Welcome to this very special Autism Acceptance Week edition of the Drumbeat Autism Outreach Podcast entitled Empathy and Acceptance. This podcast is put together by a team of professionals who support autistic young people in the Lewisham area and this podcast is designed to offer insights and advice from both autistic people and professionals working with autistic young people. This week's Autism Acceptance Week special is split into three parts and brought to you from two locations. It includes spoken word poetry, the voices of autistic young people and some quotes from previous podcast guests. In a moment you will hear part one of this episode which was recorded at Drumbeat School and in it you will hear podcast co-host Pete Black introduce and share with you an excellent spoken word poem about autism entitled Empathy. Part two is brought to you from Deptford Green School in Lewisham, where you'll be hearing from fabulous young autistic people talking about their understanding of autism. And finally, in part three, we will return to Drumbeat, where Pete and I reflect on three great quotes from previous podcast guests, which we wanted to revisit during Autism Acceptance Week. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Pete Black. Hi, Pete. Hi, Charlie. Nice to be here. Nice to be here in person. Um, we've, we've, we've done a couple of in-person recordings before, but they're quite rare. We do a lot of them over Zoom and things like that. But this, this week, we're actually recording from Drumbeat School itself. That's right. The, the HQ, our, our old <laughs> office, no less. Indeed, indeed. And, 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 and it's really nice to do that. Um, and it's a very uh, special week as well. Um, there's something that I've been, well, we've been wanting to to put into a podcast really since day one, since you and I, Pete, first uh, sat on a bench and talked about uh, the idea, the concept of a podcast, and maybe using the Instagram chat that you had with Sonia as as episode one and two. Um, you shared with me a YouTube video that you'd done of a piece of spoken word around the subject of autism that we've been kind of wanting to put in the podcast really ever since and there hasn't really been a a a clear opportunity to do that until until now um and and I mean it would be useful for you maybe to talk a little bit about the piece first but rather than just playing the YouTube video I think you're going to perform it live here today um in, in as part of this recording um on site at Drumbeat I, I'm, I'm pretty excited to hear it again and I've never heard it in the flesh before like I've, I've, I've only ever seen the YouTube uh, video but do you want to say a little bit about it before we we, we share it with listeners this incredible uh, spoken word piece that you've put together oh thanks charlie yeah this is a, a poem that i wrote about three and a half years ago i think maybe four years ago now and it's called empathy and basically the whole idea behind the poem the, the whole message that i was trying to get across was uh to to write something through the eyes of a, an autistic child who is really struggling in a school setting, but really struggling with perhaps the hidden or the 
difficult to 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 notice or difficult to pick up on kind of triggers um of the environment and and also with regards to the importance of relationship uh within all of this um this is why i titled it empathy i think it's so important when we are working with autistic young people that uh, relationship is something and empathy is something which is really really considered um that we're not trying to do things the, the way that we feel they should be done but we're listening to the people that we're working with and the people that we're essentially serving and that we want to be able to develop a, a lasting bond of of trust um, and of relationship and those things don't come uh, overnight you know the, these are things which you have to be, really invest and in. they and they really sort of um come into this idea of of, of acceptance autism acceptance week right. what you've just described yeah. is is moving towards moving towards that that acceptance idea rather than kind of maybe what what, what what's been referred to in the past of kind of autism awareness yeah no I, absolutely um i think that the the whole the whole kind of awareness thing is 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 fine you know it's great we should we should all have awareness of autism of autistic people but i think that you know going back to the the, the poem which i'm about to read it's really trying to kind of take that step between just awareness and actually acceptance which means um know me and understand me include me in things celebrate me mm-hmm. um b- build me build me into your build me into your world and let me let me build myself into your world and help me to um you know uh incorporate you into mine um i don't know it's maybe just better if i (laughs) if i just get just get on with it i guess maybe this is empathy i panic over all the little details that you miss and it makes me realize the struggle it is just to exist with my normal way of thinking versus your trivial dismissive attitudes You just don't seem to notice the important things. Like the colour of my sweater on the 4th of September. It was a lightish stony grey. And I would stare down at it throughout that day to get away from the sensory assault of all the colours and the shades and the unnecessary Glade air freshener sprays, the particles of which would lodge in my nostrils for days. And it's times like these I'm thankful for the cuff of my sleeve to breathe in. Because, you see, these things, they have an effect on my heart rate, my breathing, my body temperature, and my internal thermostat. But I just don't always have the verbal capacity to articulate stuff like that. And you say that you want to engage with me, but all the while, that pattern on your brogues is enraging me. Inverted hearts formed from holes, it's sloppy, shoddy asymmetry. And I'm not your buddy, your pal. Or your mate. Have some respect, because you've only just met me. So don't stick your puzzle piece shaped label on me, because I'm completely complete without your analogy. And what's more, I'm not a problem. See, I don't need to be cured. I'm intricate and I'm rare. I'm unique and I'm demure. And there's so much you don't know about me. There's a lot that I can do. I could build a to-scale model train from a box of matches and some glue, and I can quote every line from every Star Wars film if you ask me to. I could draw a plan of this whole building from a bird's-eye view. And I'm a pretty dab hand at this association game because my mind assigns an image to every syllable of every name and every letter of every font 
is a face with a different emotion. The irregularity of graffiti lettering can evoke an internal commotion. So please understand that when I'm quiet, it's just my processing time. I'm not being non-compliant. And when I screw your precious worksheet up, I'm not trying to be defiant. There are deep-rooted reasons behind the things that I do. It's just that sometimes I can't function in these time frames that suit you. So if you want to be of help, then please don't make me wear these clothes that itch with their labels and their linings and their abrasive zigzag stitch, but give me space to breathe and to move. Please don't tell me not to spin or flap. Don't tell me off for scratching and don't snatch that toy out of my lap. But instead, please listen to me when I say, I need to be alone. Just be gentle when you talk to me, please. Be mindful of your tone, because I'm not lying. And I'm not trying to pull the wool over your eyes. When you say that you want the best for me, I'm just trying to survive. And if you knew me like I know me, then you'd know that I love to please. The closest people to me, the ones with whom I feel at ease. But you need to prove your worth to me now. And you see, these relationships, they take time. And I could use a little help with certain things, for sure. But that comes further down the line. So first, please take an interest in the things that make me tick. Let me show you my creations in the form of Lego bricks and sit next to me, not across from me. And we can draw together on paper A2 size and I can talk to you through the pictures if you'll listen with your eyes. And hey, your strategies, they may well have a place, but only if they're consistent with my mum's. See, you need to remember that to you, I'm a part-time service user, but to her, I'm a full-time son. So really all I'm asking is that you think before you act. Don't force feed me your agendas and don't rub me on the back, but instead invest your time and your patience. And eventually you'll see that a relationship, a bond and a trust can be built with empathy. Pete, you and I, a few days ago, recorded the Autism Acceptance Week podcast, just you and I. And since then, we've been recording the next podcast here at Deptford Greek, where we're talking about transition from primary school to secondary school with some young people. But we've had an experience today where a lot of the young people that we've just spoken to have really said some incredibly interesting, insightful, wonderful things about autism more generally do you know what I, I knew today was going to be great i knew today was going to be fantastic but yeah. having come in and having sat down with so many young people and just chatted to them their openness and their answers to our questions and their thinking outside of the box and their honesty and their empathy has just been tremendous and we, we, we've just learned so much about it. It's been so nice and such a, a wonderful part of uh, a real privilege um, part of the, the, the work we do coming into schools and actually being able to spend time chatting to young people about their own, their own experiences firsthand. So I think, I think what we're going to do is we're going to include this and you'll be listening to this as part of the Autism Acceptance Week podcast because um, I want to pull out a few of the 
of the things that young people have said today that aren't specifically about transition from primary school to secondary school but more about kind of autism in general because it it, it just feels like the right time to, to 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 have these voices heard and I don't want to lose this incredible stuff that's been said because you know we're editing around the stuff that's relevant to transition um, from primary to secondary so what you're about to hear are a handful of the young people that we've interviewed at Deptford Green talking about autism. If you like this, which I'm sure you will, you'll be hearing much, much more from these young people in the next episode. But as almost a sort of uh, a little teaser trailer for, for that, here are some of the Deptford Green young people talking about their autism diagnosis in the most eloquent, wonderful and insightful way possible. And here we are inserting it into the Autism Acceptance Week podcast just because it's that good. Autism means to me that that you're different in a way that you want to be respected. And it means that you're good at things that you might not think that you can actually do but also it also means that autistic people um, are actually different it's better to to be different than being normal it shows that being different is good in a way that people want to be treated and maybe it could even show others that autistic people are actually they can be loved the same way other people can as well what people don't understand about is the condition like some people act a different way because of the condition. Some people are sensitive. Some people are uh, smarter than others. Some people will do things differently. Some people react to noises a lot. It just happens. Yeah, it doesn't change who you are. It's just being emotional, I guess, because I get upset quite a lot over nothing. And it's not like the best. Okay, it's not over nothing. Like, so I'll, get, I'll, say, I'll take, uh, someone will say something and I'll take it like more serious than it should be. And yeah, I'll get upset and then I'll get in a mood and stuff. I memorize facts like that. So I pretty much, people say that I should do creative subjects because it's supposed to be calming, but I find memorizing facts more calming than doing creative things. Some creative things just make me mad and I don't like calming music. That just makes me want to hit my head across the wall. Autism, I think, is like a way of being that makes it hard to, to understand others and others hard to understand you. And um, like some people don't have a good understanding of autism, so they think you're like everybody else or they treat you better or they treat, treat you worse. And it's like, I've never been treated better, even though I've always wanted to be. Um, and then it's like the things like obsessions and sensory overload, sensory overloads, like say if the lights, there's not enough light and it's like you don't really want to 
be embarrassed by telling the teacher in front of everyone and and then how some teachers don't seem to understand and then treat you like everyone else Actually, Autism Acceptance Week marks a year since the podcast kind of began. Um, we began uh, Autism Acceptance Week 2021 um, with an interview between yourself and Sonia. That's right, yeah. Um, uh, and that was on Instagram Live, and that was for Autism Acceptance Week, and that is the first two episodes of the podcast. Now, we didn't kind of turn that into a podcast. You weren't even aware that it was going to be a podcast at the time um, until a couple of months later in May. Um, but I th- we're sort of seeing this as the one-year anniversary, really, of, of, of the first interview that became episode one of the podcast, and it was with, with our very own Pete Black. Yeah, that's quite right. What we wanted to do, really, with this sort of mini-pod is make it a really a good starting point for any new listeners and and in order to do that what we what we've done is we've gone back through previous episodes where we've had guests and we've picked out some key quotes that we think are really important kind of takeaways from those episodes that we think are useful to highlight and 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 really maybe delve a little bit deeper into because i think it's it's a really good moment to really reflect on some really important messages that are coming out Listeners who've been with us from the beginning, you will hear some some familiar voices and some familiar quotes, but uh, they'll be kind of talked about in a, in a way that we haven't done before. And for any new listeners, you can see this is a little bit of a highlights reel in a way of, of some of the kind of moments that we've had before. Because I think when you're in the middle of an interview, you, you, te- you tend to, you know, the conversation rolls on quite naturally, but you don't really get a moment to kind of go, that that one thing or you know every guest has said many many things that are important but we've kind of we've, we've challenged ourselves to pick out one thing that our guests have said in our favorite episodes that we can just go right this is a really good let's take this out of context let's put it down there and let's sort of play it again and let's sort of think about that uh, for, for, for a brief moment so I don't know do you want to start Pete or shall I start with my my favorite episode and my quote it's entirely oh, go for it yeah, yeah okay go for it. my favorite episode and it was also the first interview that you and I did together I said I'm going to be interviewing um, an autistic Dungeons and Dragons player um, would you like to join me for that interview as a non Dungeons and Dragons player yeah. um, to <laughs> yeah. sort of try and try and piece through what the listeners might be might, might be hearing because if me and Emmy had an episode just the two of us we might just get so bogged down in sort of the detail of the game that would completely lose listeners. So you kind of there as the as the voice of the listeners going, "What do you mean by that? <laughs> That's what, right. What's that yeah, about?" Yeah. Um, but the quote that I've picked out, I have done so because I believe that this could apply to all sorts of things. Um, this could apply to any moment really, or any activity where an autistic young person is engaging in some sort of otherness or role-playing or pretending to be somebody that they're not um you use the phrase in in the beginning of this clip of avatar and and emmy Emmy talks to the kind of meaning of the word avatar in in the sense that when you play a tabletop role-playing game like dungeons and dragons you're pretending to be a different character but you take this clip out of context and actually i think it helps to describe or explain you know autistic young people who enjoy acting or role-playing in a non-gaming context i also think it possibly describes one of the reasons why gaming might be of interest as in computer gaming as opposed to 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 tabletop gaming i think it also helps to explain or understand why we might do role-playing activities with autistic young people as teachers anytime that you're um 
pretending to be a slightly different version of yourself or, or pretending to be somebody else um that that this kind of clip kind of might explain some in some of the uh interest around that so it's, it's almost like an avatar in that in that way an avatar in that way that's such a, a great way of putting it because yeah it's a projection of yourself and sometimes the more you play the more of a deep delve that can get the more you can start playing people who are very similar to you people who are very different from you and it gives you again that safe place to explore other people uh, but also yourself in many ways uh you have to logic through what this character wants what they need and their emotions about it and you have to logic through what they know Versus about the world versus what they don't. But again, it's weirdly a structure uh, for thinking about emotions and needs. And it's so much less anxiety inducing than actually <laughs> sitting down for yourself and going through that kind of stuff. I know I'll get stuck even on just, you know, what do, what, what do I need to eat and stuff like that. But for some of my characters, that's, that's not hard. It's, it's not hard at all. So you can just kind of project that and it's great. It's great. Yeah, I think my, my personal favorite episode was the, and I've, I've loved recording all the episodes, but I think probably the, the, the one that really sticks out for me was the episode that we recorded together with Matt Green, um, who's a, a school's counselor. Um, and it was on the topic of uh, mental health. And it was the first podcast that we recorded uh, with a guest physically with us as well, which was, you know, a really nice kind of, uh, that was a nice experience. Uh, so the three of us recorded that that episode together. But I think my my real take home from that episode was a little section where Matt talks about the importance of relationships and of actually investing and building on relationships as a, as a real kind of fundamental and necessary tool in order to help young people to then bring around uh, addressing perhaps some issues and problems that they are facing with further down the line and the whole emphasis being on this relationship being built in order to then facilitate that uh, discussion and those discussions and that that kind of verbal working through later on with the young person. So I think I think Matt does a really good job of just explaining the the, the real priority of establishing um, uh, a relationship of trust and of sharing of interests and um, and stuff. And I, yeah, I mean, I think if we li if we listen to it, you'll see why it was one of my kind of take home quotes from the episode. Like to ask you is what how much importance do you do you place on kind of building a, a, a relationship with a young person it, it's almost um I, I would go as far as saying it's almost 90 percent of the work um and i think that idea of finding some some common ground in the beginning finding perhaps some interests that you share or or as a, as I said before, with the being generous with your time, taking the time to to understand you know a pupil's interests, um, and quite often because the environment that I work in, the counselling room, is very you know warm and nurturing and therapeutic. There is that opportunity for pupils to kind of just relax and just start sparking conversation about you know their interest in film, you know music, arts, whatever it may be, and that sometimes you know i would say it's almost in the opening sessions it's yeah 90 percent about kind of 
going along and asking questions about that interest and building a rapport, 10% about, you know, actual therapeutic work. Right. And you find that over time, those sessions start to be maybe more like 60 or 70% about kind of interests and about kind of creating a warm environment. And then, you know, 30 or 40% about, you know, therapeutic work. And and slowly but surely, as the trust builds, the pupil is, is bringing more and more of the actual problem and, and the underlying issue uh, to the room. I think we're going to end this kind of uh, autism acceptance week mini pod um, with uh, with with one last quote from from last podcast guest. It it sort of was uh, was said in um, it was said within the podcast in a way that was so matter of fact and so easy to miss that actually how brilliant as a standalone quote this is could have very easily been missed by by. Um, certain listeners and at the time I think this got edited out but at the time Pete was like I want to use that quote because <laughs> it was it just in, in that moment we we're like that's an amazing thing to say it's the sort of thing that I could imagine um written on a poster with uh with like a, a mountainous background as kind of like an inspirational quote to put on put on a board yeah. it's from Joanne Lindbergh who was uh, the guest in the last episode um she was talking about um herself as uh, somebody who got an, an autism diagnosis later in life in adulthood but reflecting back on her childhood as an autistic person but not knowing that she was an autistic person but when i got to the point where i sought a diagnosis i realized and i was 42 by that point i thought for the last 20 plus years i've been trying to hit these goalposts which are moving further and further and further and further away because i just think if i just do this 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 then i'll be a real you know, like Pinocchio being a real boy, then I'll be a proper person. But maybe I'm, er I'm erasing some good things in the process. Maybe it's not about being a rubbish version of normal. Maybe it's about being a better version of me, whatever that might mean. Loved that quote from Joanne. Couldn't, couldn't, couldn't be quoting other episodes without bringing that back and, and, and hearing that one more time. Um, but that brings us to the end of our kind of uh, Autism Acceptance Week 2022 mini pod. If you are new to the podcast, then you might need to know that you can find other episodes of our podcast and also links to all our various me other media outlets using our web link, linktr.ee slash outreach. Um, and that's going to be uh, on the show notes as well. Um, and you can check out our previous episodes, including those excellent guests that you've heard from uh, so far. Um, and next time we we broadcast, is that what you say for podcast? Do you say the word broadcast? I don't know. I mean, do you? I mean, you do. I do. I do now. Next time we pod. Well, I, don't, I don't like it. <laughs> don't like it. Okay. Next time we broadcast. Next time our... Uh, when our next podcast drops... Hits the airwaves. That's definitely radio. <laughs> um, it's going to be a very, very interesting one because we're trying something new next time. Uh, it's, it's a bit of a project that we've embarked on. Uh, we're going to be mixing an interview that we've already recorded with an academic about um, transition from primary to, to secondary school with some of the young people that we work with and their views on that subject as well. So for the first time, we're going to have the uh, voice of the young people... Uh, that we work with uh, interspersed with the the voice of the interviewee it's gonna be a mammoth episode so we're either gonna have one long episode that's kind of uh broken up with lots of uh 
individual kind of thoughts from young people or more likely you're gonna you're gonna find yourself uh, in a two-parter or five <laughs> or five part. <laughs> yeah our, our, our mammoth five-part marathon no i think we, we might end up with a two-parter but i think it's going to be a really great episode i really wouldn't want anyone to miss that i think it's it's certainly one of the ones that we we're most excited about because bringing We've had the voice of, of many autistic people on this podcast, but bringing the voice of the young people that we work with into the podcast recording is 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 new territory, exciting territory, and something we want to do more and more. So look out for that in the next month or so. Thank you for listening to our 2022 Autism Acceptance Week edition of the Drumbeat Autism Outreach Podcast. As you heard just now, we were teasing the next week's episode and saying it's the first time that the voice of the young people that we worked with would be in a podcast. However, we retrospectively decided to put some of the interview segments into this week's episode, which you all have heard. So you've heard a handful of the Depth for Green students this week, but there will be a lot more of that and a lot more different students as well who you'll hear next time for our transition to secondary school episode. I just want to say thank you to the young people of Depth for Green who were involved in this week's episode retrospectively um, and uh, look forward to hearing from them more next time. In the show notes this week, we're going to put links to Pete's uh, original YouTube video of him reciting the poem that you heard at the beginning, as well as a link to a video of us recording uh, the poem for this podcast. Uh, so that's the first that's the first time we've released sort of a video version of the podcast, um, and you'll be able to see Pete reciting his poem live. Um, we are also going to put in the usual links to all the Drumbeat Autism Outreach materials and, of course, links to information about Autism Acceptance Week 